Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here are your hosts, internet brand strategist Sandra Beck. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio and we've got a great episode today. We're going to talk to Kim Addis of Frame of Mind Coaching. Now, she's right up my alley. She's got so many things in my wheelhouse that I'm so excited to talk to her about. She is the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, but she has a software called Journal Engine and you guys all know I've got a big tech background and I run a company called Motherhood Incorporated to employ moms in the tech fields from home. So, so this lady who's created the software, I'm really excited to speak with because we've talked about journaling in the past, the importance and all this stuff, but I don't do it. I know a lot of people write in and say they run into the very same uh, stumbling blocks that I do. So we're going to talk to Tim, at, or I'm sorry, we're going to talk to Kim Addis today about her program, about her company, and she can parlez vous Francais with the best of us, and that just warms my heart because we're from the same neck of the woods, though we have never met before. I'm very excited to introduce to you Kim Addis of Frame of Mind Coaching. Kim, welcome to the show. Hello, I'm super happy to be here. I love talking to people who want to know about this stuff, so I'm excited. It's really important. You know, we hear all these buzzwords all the time, Kim, like live your best life. Like I love Joel Osteen. He's got the best titles for books. They could just sell, you know, you don't even have to read them. You just, just you know, look at the title and it, it tells you what to do. You know, live your best life. Live an extraordinary life. I, you know, I worked with Tony Robbins many, many years ago. He was a huge proponent of powerful thinking, powerful visioning, envisioning. And, you know, we hear these words. And, you know, 20 years ago when I first started, um, you know, studying business, I went to Northwestern and all these concepts were very, very new to me. And now they're bandied about the universe like it's no big deal. Like the word extraordinary has actually become very ho-hum because we have everything from extraordinarily soft skincare to extraordinary visioning, extraordinary, extraordinary. We almost get desensitized to it. And I had to catch myself, you know, when I went to your site and then I looked at the things and I really thought about like extraordinary success in business and life and your thinking determines what you achieve you know it's like what we believe we can achieve you know we hear these things but as executives especially busy ones we kind of ho-hum our way through these words but they're truly what we want well that's exactly it um and we want to live an extraordinary life and i tend to coach people who um, are a certain character. They have a few things in common. And one of those things is they want to achieve magical big goals. You know, they have, they're driven that way. Uh, the second thing is that they tend to want to make a difference in the world. They're good people and they want to leave some kind of impact after they're gone. Um, and the third thing is that they are spirited people and they certainly want to live an extraordinary life, whether that means traveling, uh, living with some luxury in their lives, having really awesome relationships. They want to experience it all. They want to have great businesses. They want to drive a lot of revenue. They want to live a great life. And then the fourth thing that they tend to have a common is that these people 
um, get in their own way. They uh, they struggle with the same thing over and over and over again, perhaps in different costumes, but uh, they come up with conflict, friction, tension, uh, money problems, relationship issues, and it's uh, and it's a repeat situation for them. Well, I, I'm I'm going to sign up. I'll be like, okay, check, check, check. Big dreams, make a difference, <laughs> spirited, get in their own way. Um, you know, I have a really what makes me really good at my job also makes me not really good in life. I I I have a um, I have a trouble staying focused. Like once I sit down and focus, I can focus. But I can have 16 different projects going on at once. I'm a single mom, two kids, care for my dad. I run a technology company. And, oh, and then I have four radio shows on the side, you know. And, oh, I volunteer. And I, I scatter and I love it. I mean, it's very energizing. My life is exhausting and energizing at the same time. But I can see what you say about getting in my own way. And we all get in our own ways in our own way. Yes, that's exactly right. But even like if I can listen to you for a moment and see how you're saying everything you're saying, you're saying it so fast. It's like we have no time to breathe, right? Like so no. mom, two kids, <laughs> care for dad, four shows, software company, you know, like uh, uh, no kidding. You can't focus. Well, and when I finally, like, you'll love this because you've probably heard this a million times, and I'm sure lots of our listeners have, the times that I do, like when the kids go to their dad, my dad goes back to New York, you know, he spends the, the summer months, he's a snowbird, so he goes back, you know, in the warm weather like a bird, and then I find myself with a whole day of things to do, I cannot tell you what I want. Like if you asked me, what do you want to do today? Other than maybe binge watch Grace and Frankie, which I did um, when it came out, I I couldn't tell you. I, I, it's, it's amazing how lost we can get in our speediness. Yeah. Well, that's it. We get lost in the doing, we get lost in the, in the, you know, and it's a bit of a, uh, like it's a, it's this momentum that carries us, sweeps us away, and we're so focused on just getting it done that we miss it. We miss what we're doing, and we miss the experience of what we're doing because we're just so busy moving to the next thing. Well, and the thing is, it's it's not an unhappy place to be. You know, I'm, I was excited to come on the air today and talk to you and learn some new things, and I was excited to get up at 5 and run around like a lunatic and, you know, ran over the school. Like, when you're... An, an energetic person to tell me to stop and smell something is hard for me. Well, look, uh, nobody said for you to stop and smell anything. Uh, the question is, is your pace, is your uh, method, is your style, is your approach working for you? If it is, carry on your way. If it's not, if it's creating problems for you, then perhaps it would be wise to take a moment, not hours, but a moment to just examine it right and 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 understand the relationship between the way you think about things and the outcomes you're getting huh okay because i you know i i'm one of those people that automatically assume i'm doing something wrong and then (laughs) there's some like you know wise sage out there that can direct me and you know that happens a lot i do i get a lot of wise sages that come come my way especially on the radio so so why do you automatically assume you're doing something wrong where does that come from what's oh i can tell you it's being the youngest in a big family like you're wrong you don't know and you know i hear the chatter monkeys in my head you know my family going nope that's not how you do it you have to do it this way Mm. um 
and I come from a family of engineers, which is really funny for me to be such a frenetic goofball and have my finger in so many pies. And my family, my sister's a nurse, my brothers are engineers, one's a rocket scientist for NASA, and they put everything down on paper, and I have it all in my head. Mm. So do you not trust your head? Sometimes. I mean, my gut, I actually follow my gut more than my head, if I, if, if you were to ask me. Okay. And does that clash with the, the style of your family? Oh, <laughs> clash wouldn't even begin to discuss it. It would be more like, you know, what is she doing now? Like my dad has it best. He's like, you know, my, my sons are engineers. My daughters are nurses. And he goes with my other daughter. Yeah, she's she's herself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's funny how that comes with a little bit of negativity. And so you walk around and while you know you're 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 sharing it with us with humor, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It seeps in. It lands somewhere and it plays a role, even if it's a quiet, silent, minuscule role, it plays a role. Absolutely. And the role is that there's some measure of self-doubt that comes out probably on a regular basis. And we can start to pick that out. We can start to find that we can flesh that out just by your statement that says, I always assume I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) Like, like, and, and your assumption may be that everybody assumes they're doing something wrong, but that's really not the case. Well, I think some people fit nicely into boxes. Like I, you know, I've been walking this earth for over 40 years and it really took me till about 40 to realize that it's okay not to fit neatly into life's boxes. Um, And I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall into that case, especially software entrepreneurs. We tend to be a little weird. Well, yes, all entrepreneurs (laughs) tend to be a little weird. Uh, And I find that the weirdness is really what propels them forward a lot of the times and it's what uh, gives them the creativity creativity and the passion to do what they're doing. Well, absolutely. If I got up every morning and I didn't think about all my goofball ideas, you know, some of these goofball ideas have made a lot of money and, and created a, a much better world for people. So I'm, I'm truly proud of what I do, but it doesn't fit neatly like into those, like, you know, the, my kids are taking those bubble tests right now, you know, where you have yeah. only four choices and you got to fill in the bubble. Yeah. Um, when you don't fit in the bubble, um, I think it's a little harder for you to come to the conclusion that you you're okay just the way you are. Well, and if you have doubts that you are okay, then how does it affect your relationships? And how does it affect your parenting? And how does it affect your leadership? Right? It affects you. And it, it affects you in ways that are completely unconscious to you. You're not aware of it. You kind of maybe feel it if you're an intuitive person. I feel like something's off. In fact, I think you said that earlier today. Something's off. Yeah, something's off. And something's it, and off. Yeah. yeah. And it's great because this this is like, you know, I love this because A, it's like my free coaching hour, <laughs> but B, I think, you know, people who don't, aren't familiar with different types of coaching think that coaching should fall a certain way. And there are times, Kim, you know, like this session that we just had on the air where I got what I need for probably half my day today and I can happily go on and create a lot more. Now, was there any technical knowledge exchange? Maybe, maybe not, but you helped me look at things in a different light. And I think that's where coaching really shines. I would agree with you. Um, when we coach people in the frame of mind coaching method, it's really not a traditional coaching model, right? When we think about coaching, we think about goals and achieving goals and creating a plan and holding people accountable to plans. Would you agree with that? 
Oh, absolutely. Right. And so we fall far, far away from that model. Um, in fact, I would go so far as to say, I don't know who's listening. Uh, I would go so far as to say is that the accountability model of coaching is actually unethical at best and detrimental at worst. And so we fall far away from that and, and uh, follow a different model where we don't really care what you're doing. We don't care what goals you're achieving. What we're really interested in is how you think and how your thinking is affecting everything you you do, you see, you touch, every person you talk to, every endeavor, every every interaction you have. And um, if you're happy with the way your life is going, do more of that. And if you're not, well, let's stop and take a look for a minute and see how your thinking is impacting you, perhaps in negative ways that aren't necessarily all that obvious to you. There you have it. Kim Andes, frameofmindcoaching.com. We're going to come back with more with her after the break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Have you ever felt that you're too busy to exercise? That is a common excuse and one that is used quite often. But the reality is, we make time for what is important to us. We all get 24 hours in a day, and it's simply a matter of prioritizing and managing your time. If you have time to watch your favorite television program, get a manicure, or read a book, you have time to exercise. I always encourage my clients to exercise first thing in the morning, if possible. Roll out of bed 30 minutes earlier, put on your exercise clothes, and head outside for a brisk walk or run. Or head to the gym. Get it done early before the demands of the day interfere with your exercise schedule. Starting your day off with exercise is energizing, invigorating, and mood enhancing. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio and we're visiting today with Kim Addis and I'm sorry I blew her name in the last uh, segment so I apologize for that. It's Addis and her website, so if you guys are following along at home, frameofmindcoaching.com or if you're listening at work, which we can tell by your device usage, we know you're all listening at work. Um, We're going to talk today about 
a little bit about the different types of coaching because I think coaching as a word gets a bad rap and uh, there are coaches who are babysitters there are coaches who are comforter and nurturers and validators and then there are information dense coaches and but I really what I like what I've heard so far about with Kim was that she is a thought coach and we all know or at least we hope we know that our thoughts determine our outcomes many many times in the day. And uh, Kim, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your your practice and how you work because thought coaching is a little bit different than the typical babysitter coaching. And, you know, just don't even use the word accountability because it always makes my skin crawl. Well, let's just spend like two more <laughs> minutes on accountability if you don't mind, because I think oh, it, you're okay. right. It's something that people are highly attracted to. And when we think about coaching, we think about accountability. And I mentioned before the break that, you know, accountability based coaching can actually be dangerous. So let's just look at it for two minutes. Sure. When, when, uh, let's say I'm coaching you and I hold you accountable and you do all the things you're supposed to do and you make progress and it works. What happens when I go away? I you're stop stuck. making progress, right? Well, or you're, you know, and so what I've actually done is I've created a, uh, a relationship of de- dependency where you're dependent on me in order to make progress. And to me, that's not very ethical as a coach. My job is to help you create independence, not dependence. Right. And so that's on one level and that's on a positive level. Like, you know, you're making progress. Things are working. It's good on a very, very dangerous level. If you come to me for coaching, presumably you're coming to me because you're having trouble achieving your goals by yourself. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So, and how do you feel about yourself when you're not making progress on your own? Ugh, awful. Not that great. And so if you come to me and accountability doesn't work, in other words, if we agree that you're going to do X, Y, and Z next week and you only do Y and you haven't done X or, or Z, we say Z in Canada, um, then what? You just don't feel good, right? You feel worse. In fact, the, re- the whole reason you came to me just increased. In other words, the problem has exacerbated. It's become worse. You feel worse than when you started. And I'm contributing to that because of the model I'm asking you to follow in in the accountability setting. So at best, it's unethical. And at worst, it's actually rather detrimental. And so how do we coach people and what's different about it? Well, we're looking at how they think. So here's what happens normally. We always begin with a 10-week coaching period. And it's those first 10 weeks that are very foundational. And what happens in those 10 weeks is there's a call every week. Every call is recorded. And we ask our clients to listen to the recording every week before the next call. And the reason we do that is we want our clients to start to become familiar with their sound, their words, their tone, their stories, um, their emotional state, and start to become observers of their own thinking. When you can see yourself think, when you can catch yourself thinking, when you can catch yourself falling into a trap and stop yourself from going there, you become much, much more independent or much more powerful and able to control your own thinking and, and turn it towards where you want it to go. The second piece Uh, in the coaching process is that we ask our clients to journal every single day for the duration of the coaching period. So at the beginning of the week, they receive a journaling question or a journaling prompt and they start journaling and their journal goes to their coach. Their coach reads and responds to the journal. So they're in dialogue with their coach every single day for that full 10 weeks. So it's very intimate. It's very intense, but the distance they travel in that 10 weeks is like remarkable. It's astonishing. 
Oh, I bet it's profound because, I mean, I just liken it to, you know, I'll go back and listen to, um, I've been doing this radio thing for like eight years now, and I can go back and listen to certain shows, um, you know, where we talk intimately, like we're talking now, we talk about me, we talk about you, or not you personally, but you, you know, you get the point. I t- yeah. tell you my feelings, and I can go back and go, wow, I can see what state of mind I was in, or your frame of mind, you know, at that point, and how I kind of wrote my own outcome just by the way. I was thinking because you're really talking about managing your mind as much as like what's your personal narrative your personal stories you know and managing your mind I think I'm raising two boys you're raising how many kids five yeah so you're raising minds too like when people say oh you're raising boys you're raising kids i'm like no i'm raising minds because it's your mind that determines so much of how you're gonna succeed or not succeed whether it's in the goalie net or uh in the classroom that's exactly right and and what it boils down to is if we can teach younger people the relationship between the way they think and the outcomes they get and give them the tools to be able to manage themselves and their thinking more effectively, then we're creating individuals who have the potential of having the, you know, extraordinary, that, that mundane word you talked about earlier, right? But that's it. That's, that's the magic right there. Well, and the thing is, is extraordinary is one of my favorite words, both in English and French and Spanish and German. I think it's such a great word, but it's been beat to death in advertising. And, you know, and I'm not I'm not criticizing your word choice at all. I'm saying, like, I want the magic back when say when you say an extraordinary life, really extraordinary is extraordinary and you know when you're managing your mind I had to take a step back in some of the work that I was doing and go okay I'm going to kind of kind of lift off my saturation with certain words and go okay what can I really get from this and that was a total like management of your mind because when you're working, when you're exposing to new ideas, you know, when you've been in a business 20 years and you've gone to tons of seminars and tons of things, there are so many people that sit around and all they do is talk about all the things they already knew. She covered this, she covered that. I'm interested in the one thing I haven't heard. And, you know, that's one thing that's been really refreshing. And I can see why you would create extraordinary results because you are creating extraordinary thinking. Yes, and we do that through an extraordinary experience, right? Because think about how much data, how much time we're spending with a client, how much uh, of a relationship gets built in that time period because of the frequency and depth of, of contact. And so the philosophy is that the relationship that's built between the coach and the client is what helps the client travel to a new place. Well, and that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. Like I'm, I'm listening to you because one of my philosophies are that if I do a good job and I do what I'm supposed to do, either for my kids or my clients, you know, I expect you to go away. You know, it's like, I don't expect you. I said that to my nine-year-old. He's like, what? You know, but really as a parent, our job is to raise these children so that they can live full and independent lives. And I work with clients in my business and technology, and I expect them to go 
and create, you know, full and rich companies and full and rich products and things like that. And they can come back to me for what I call tune-ups. But you're right. There's the dependency that's created that is just, it's kind of weird and uncomfortable and it doesn't serve anybody. But what you're talking about, though, is thought coaching. And that's really intriguing to me. It's very interesting because what we do is when we ask people to journal, we are able to see the patterns of thinking that they that they have adopted over the years. We're able to see their beliefs, their perspectives, their values, and we're able to see the relationship between all of that and the outcomes, the results that they're getting in their lives, right? So if they have a tense relationship with their spouse or if they have a business partner where they're constantly bickering or constantly, you know, not trusting each other and these are all related to one another absolutely absolutely you know i i'm a single mom and i i got rid of my marriage it wasn't serving anyone in all honesty and i found one of the things that happened was that and and i'm not blaming anybody but when i removed one of the big sources of conflict in my life all the other conflicts seem to die down and go away and i really think that we can build lives that make us or turn us into people we don't want to be i had in my marriage become a person i didn't want to be and i didn't want to be around and i don't think anybody else did either Well, and that happens. But the reason we turn into people we don't want to be is because of the way we think about the situations we're in and the people that are around us. And so very often we think it's the situation that's causing us to be and show up and behave this way. But it's really our thinking about the situation that's that's resulting in that outcome. And so what we want to do is we want to give people the tools to be in the situation and manage themselves and take themselves to a better place and then decide whether or not it's where they want to be or make a change. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I was talking to someone not long ago. She was working for a company. Uh, She was a director of marketing for a pharmaceutical company that sold medical devices. And uh, she had a huge workload, was totally burnt out, took a two-week vacation because she thought the two-week vacation would help refuel her. But the minute she got on vacation, things got worse. Like she just went crashing and she said I don't know you know I don't know if I want to go back and she took uh, a leave of absence a medical leave for a month and here she is on the medical leave and she's you know she came to me from a referral and basically she's like I don't know if I want to go back I don't know what I want to do I don't know where I want to go next I don't know if I quit now if it'll be better and she's in such a state of burnt out she's in such a state of chaos what I said to her is the worst thing you could do is make a decision right now from this vantage point and you're job really is to get yourself out of the state of burnout so that you can see clearly and experience a peaceful feeling and and really just be okay with the world and from that vantage point make decisions see i think that is so smart it took me two years to pull the plug on my old old life like i i knew i get it i mean that's really important that you know when people are in crisis or people are in burnout or people are in in any state really you're not in a state of mind to make significant changes and i know some people are like pull the band-aid off and figure it out quick but i'm not i took a two-year process of of working through things before i dismantled my own life and built my new life which you know eight years 
years later, I'm loving my new life, and we all want to have lives that we love. We're visiting today with frameofmindcoaching.com owner Kim Addis. You can check out her site. There are um, there's coaching programs available. There's uh, some neat things. And when we come back, I want to talk about this journal uh, journal engine, this software program that you designed. I think that's really cool. Um, it's transformation or coaching transformed or transformational coaching but either way we're going to talk about it when we're back from the break frameofmindcoaching.com check it out Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Looking at the labels on food to see the calorie count, sodium, fat, etc. is a good thing and will help you make smart choices when buying food. But be sure to pay attention to the serving size. Oreo cookies have only 160 calories per serving. But a serving is only three cookies, not six cookies like most people eat. Canned soups, cereals, and cooking sprays are all tricky when trying to watch calorie and sodium intake. Coffee creamers are another overlooked source of fat and calories. Some list nutritional information based on a single teaspoon, even though many people have much more. Fat-free creamers lead people to think they're only getting 10 calories, when a two-tablespoon serving, a more realistic serving size, would add 50 calories. Be sure to look at serving size on the food labels. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Taking care of business every day. Hey guys and dolls, we're visiting today with Kim Addis of Frame of Mind Coaching and we're talking about our thoughts. We're talking about changing the way we think or changing how we think or changing what we think about to create extraordinary results for your life and this is oh, so in my wheelhouse and we're going to talk now about Journal Engine and this is this is your program, this is your platform Um you got to tell me what is it? I mean, I just I, I I'm I'm a failed failed journal. I'm a journalist. I have a journalism degree, which is really funny. But um, I bet you I have a hundred journals that I've written like the first twelve pages in the journal, and then it goes in a pile and. It, eh. Okay, so what is Journal Engine? Journal Engine was designed as a product exclusively to serve my clients. That's all it was initially. <laughs> we love that. So when I and, and I'll take you back, and whoever's listening, you can enjoy this story. When I started coaching, and I felt like, oh my god, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Right? It was like many years ago, well over ten years ago. Um, I thought, what I really want, what's super important to me, is to have to create coaching experiences 
that are extremely powerful that leave a mark that lasts forever, where I was totally afraid of being a coach that was forgotten. Uh, but I had fears. And one of the fears was, what the heck am I going to talk about for a full hour on a coaching call? And so I had some backup plans. One backup plan was if I coach a group of people and everybody talks for five or 10 minutes, then the hour will pass. The other concept I had was that if if they journal and I can get into the, their hearts and their minds, then the content will come from them. Then I'll have something really meaningful to discuss with them. I had no idea truly, really how powerful the journaling concept would be in the world of coaching. And so initially when I started off, I used this, you know, blogger.com. I'm sure you're aware of that. I use this blogging software where people would blog, except that one day one of my clients told me that his wife read his journal because he, she hacked into his blogging software. And uh, what he had to say about her wasn't particularly complimentary. <laughs> um, and I, and when I heard that, I thought, Oh my God, this isn't working. Like this is a real threat for me. I need to create something where it's bank level security. And so that's when I created journal engine. And so from the very, very beginning, I asked my clients to journal. So journal engine is a piece of software where you can coach, uh, where you can journal privately with your coach, whether it's in a group or one-on-one, -on -one, that's what it is. And as a coach, I can have, you know, hundreds of people journaling at the same time at where I can manage that and I can deliver content. And it's an amazing uh, piece of software. But, you know, my real thing is that journaling changes the coaching paradigm. It changes the game. And it changes the game in multiple ways. When your client journals, when, when you start to journal, you start to know yourself. You start to learn to be reflective. You start to access parts of you that weren't previously accessible. You use it as a place to really unload what's going on and share, in this case with your coach, some of the deeper, darker places that exist with inside of you that don't normally get shared with anybody. So that's part A. So for the client, it's extremely cathartic. It's extremely useful. And we teach our clients to use their journal to as a tool to help point them in the right direction over and over and over again as people lose their way over and over and over again. On the flip side of that, for a coach, I believe that coaches, uh, by and large, coach with a blindfold on. They don't have enough information about their clients a single conversation once a week or once every two weeks isn't enough. It's not sufficient, period, end of story. And so what does the journal do? It provides me with uh, a great amount of data that I can use to truly understand and know my client. It allows me to use that data to pick up patterns, patterns of thought, patterns of beliefs, and understand how those patterns are creating are serving to trigger behaviors and therefore outcomes that the client is experiencing, some of which are positive and some of which are negative. So it's equipping me to be a powerful coach. But there's something else that the journal does over and above all of this is that because we're communicating on a daily basis, it's serving as our communication platform that allows us to build a very intimate relationship in an ongoing manner. And it's that intimacy that's so, so critical for powerful coaching. 
Well, I, I, I can see that. I mean, I can see how that would be just amazing uh, to have that constant interaction. It also was a little bit overwhelming for me because I think of some of my clients that I have to kind of, you know, keep at a at a distance. Um you know, and I guess my my client coaching is very different than yours, and we we're we're different industries. Um, but it's interesting to me to go. You are drawing your clients in and drawing them fully, and here I am in technology, and I like to stay in technology because I'm very comfortable with machines, probably more comfortable with machines than people. Yes. And um, I get these clients that want to talk to me every day, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk to my own children every day, and I love them. Um, right. You know, I think it's, but I can see where it would be extraordinarily helpful. Now, let's switch gears for a moment here. Let's say we've got somebody listening today who wants to journal, who who sees the value, or at least wants to try it. Can they sign up and get their own account, or do they have to be with a coach? Um, so they can get their own account, of course, and it's a journaling platform. It's just a place for you to journal. Um, you know, you can customize it and make it your own, etc. But certainly they can go to journalengine.com and, uh, and experiment with your own private customizable journal. Uh, having said that, if somebody is listening here and they want to journal and they want to journal in a community of other journalers and they want to be able to submit their journal to a coach and they want to be able to get feedback on their journal and they want to get maybe a little bit of coaching, the recommendation is frame of mind essentials. And so with that program, you get a, a journaling prompt every three weeks and you're able to journal in a group where you are allowed to submit your journals twice a month to a, a real coach a frame of mind coach for review and uh and so that that's a different experience right it's not a software it's more of a coaching program well and it's like kind of going on you know like a really sophisticated and safe facebook like you know where you're going to go put something up and then but you have like you know licensed professionals or people who are in the industry giving their comments um or working with you is that is that kind of community yeah well that's an interesting comparison and we would say that in a Facebook world, it's kind of like you're at the bar, right? Like there's a million right. people kind of coming and going. And in in the journaling space, it's more like you're at a dinner table having a very intimate conversation. And that's the comparison. Got it. Got it. Now, for the loner nerds like me out there who, who just the thought of posting things and it's very funny because if I post on my blog I'm very fine with posting certain things in a certain arena but when it comes to things uh, of a private nature I'm weirdly private so I love the idea that this is more safe and secure than you know some of the things out there like you know with WordPress or Blogger or um, you know having a place to put your thoughts and feelings are I think invaluable for the solo nerd what advice would you give them if they are? They don't want like to share. They, yeah, because I'm. Hey, not you don't really have to share. share. You don't <laughs> I'm have to share. Sure. But but here's a place where you would get journaling prompts or questions. And part of the game of journaling is that here's a place for you to think about things that you don't ordinarily have time to think about. Here's the place where you're kind of exploring your life, all aspects of your life. And when you can get a journaling question to help you go there, you know, you're, you're expediting, you're, being, you're becoming more efficient. And you're touching questions that, 
you're like, wow, that's a great question. If I give some thought to that question, that could seriously change my life. So give me an example, because I'm, I'm having a hard time conceptualizing. Um, you know, I see, like, on LinkedIn and, and Facebook, people pose these thought-provoking questions. And I'll actually sit there and think about it and formulate an answer but not post it. Um, it's, like, for my own edification. But sure. give me an example of what something like that might look like. I'll give you two examples. How's that? Even okay, so better. For whoever's listening, I'm going to give you three journaling questions. And... Uh, I'll even go so far as to say, if anyone wants to do this, take me up on this offer, write the questions down, answer the questions in a journaling format and send them to me, and I will personally provide you with a coaching call. Now, I want to say this, the only reason that I offer this, this opportunity is because most people will not take me up on it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be scared. Right. Okay. So, but here it is. You have a coach who's extremely experienced and exposed and offering you a complimentary coaching call based on your journal. So here are the three questions, write them down. And if you don't want to take me up on it, don't take me up on it, but do the exercise anyway. So here's, here's the assignment. Question number one, what is it that you really, really want? And so why are there two reallys? Because the focus is on what do you really want for yourself? Not does what does somebody else want for you? What is expected of you? What do you really, really want? Number two, what would my life be like if I never had it, and why is this important to me? Okay, so what's the meaning of this? Why is it important to me, and could I live if I never had what I really, really want? Would that be okay? And number three is, what's preventing me from having what I really, really want right now? Now, that's a trick question, because when you start to list all the reasons that you don't have what you really, really want, that's the beginning, that's the starting point of identifying the beliefs that are getting in your way. That's the starting point. And that's where the magic starts when you start to unpeel, uncover that, those questions. So do that assignment. So that's, you know, an example of a journaling prompt or a three-part journaling prompt that could have a profound impact on you. But I'll huge. Give you an, yeah, huge. I'll give you an example of um, a story that I had with a client. So one of the journaling prompts we use with our clients is we ask them to write down, like literally script an ideal conversation. And so they can pick anyone. They can pick someone in their present, in their past, someone who's dead, someone who's alive, someone who's famous, any, anybody, someone they wish to meet, you know, a romantic partner, anything they want. Um, and so one of my clients who was an executive in an IT company, uh, she wrote down a script between her and the Obama administration. And her desire was to uh, become the Secretary of State. And okay, so I'm going had... to pause you. We're going to give a cliffhanger right now. Okay. Um, we're going to go to commercial breaks. So if you want to find out what this IT lady was going to say to the Obama administration, which I'm at the edge of my seat. This is so exciting. Um, you're going to have to come back after the commercial break. We're visiting today with uh, frameofmindcoaching.com. Kim added. And Kim, uh, what was the uh, journal website? Uh, uh, journalengine.com journalengine.com so check out Frame of Mind Coaching and journalengine.com when we come back from the break uh, Kim Addis is going to tell us more about what this answer is that this lady gave but we're going to talk more about what trips us up in our journaling so if you're having trouble staying consistent with your journaling like I am you're going to want to come back after the break this is Sandra Beck from Coach Talk Radio we'll be back in a few
Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business. Hey, guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we are talking with Kim Addis today of Frame of Mind Coaching, and she left us on a cliffhanger. We were talking about a uh, client that you had that was head of an IT company. You want to pick it up from there? Yes. So she's a head of an IT company, and her job was to write an ideal conversation and script it out. And so she decided to write out an ideal conversation that she had with the Obama administration. And what she wanted was to become Secretary of State. And so here's how the conversation went. Um, The Obama administration said, thank you so much for submitting your resume. You look like a wonderful candidate. What makes you qualified for this position and she went on to describe all the reasons she was qualified her ethnicity her background her job experience and her point of view and that she felt that she 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 represented the american population extremely well and she would do an amazing job and then they said thank you so much you you know your candidacy is definitely at the top of our list but we will get back to you as soon as we've made a decision and at the end of her journal she essentially said How's that for dreaming big? And so I'm going to ask you, Sandra, don't you think that's dreaming big? Well, dreaming big would be she got the job. Exactly. Exactly. And in fact, dreaming big would be uh, she gets a call where where they say, uh, you got the job, you're by far the best candidate, but we're going to give you an all-expenses-paid trip to Italy before you start. Right? That would be that would be an ideal conversation, right? Oh, yeah. And then... Right? And then- dinner and dancing with Kid Rock and then like maybe you know like a good night story from Dolly Parton and I'd be fixed 
there you go. Well, so <laughs> that was interesting. Um, <laughs> but so, so what we discovered was that her, you know, yeah, she, she thought she was dreaming big, but even her big dream, even her dream in the ideal world was uh, filled with limitations, which were she had to defend her position. She had to prove her value. And then she had to wait for them to decide whether or not, in fact, she was valuable enough. Well, and I, I think sometimes too, Kim. Don't you think? You know, like I'm not. I I grew up not far from you, outside of Buffalo, and so the kind of the viewpoint was that, well, San, you could marry a chicken farmer, or you could marry a corn farmer, or you could marry somebody maybe that works at Kodak and have a couple kids, and you know, if you did really good, you'd have like a boat and a lake house. And that was really my frame of reference. Like that was dreaming big for me until I got a scholarship to Northwestern. And then I was hired, um, right out of Northwestern and brought to Los Angeles. Um, and it was only then when I met these Beverly Hills clients that I'm like, wow, like you're dreaming big and my dreaming big, like, (laughs) cause you can't know what you don't know. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing. But you also don't know because it's a little bit, it's invisible to you. You can't see where your dreams, where your big dreams are, are, are experiencing interference by your thinking and your beliefs. And in her case, her belief is, I have to work for what I earn. I have to work hard. I have to prove my value. Uh, things don't just come to me just because I'm awesome. I have to demonstrate that I'm awesome before I get something. And what we noticed was, in her case, that was a pattern in her life. Everything that she got came to her, uh, and it was a result of hard, laborious work. Wow. Right? And so when you're asking me about journaling questions or prompts, these questions, any question really, can be extremely telling really informative to help us understand how a person thinks and how their thinking either propels them forward or truly holds them back. And it's an innocuous kind of uh, journaling question. It just looks like fun and, you know, playful. The truth is that when you, you know, I had another one just recently and it was a conversation with a woman who that ideal conversation where she was just totally blasting off this previous employer and saying, you know, like you, so-and-so, you know, she, she used some very descriptive terminology there, but you know, I'll show you and you know, you didn't treat me properly. And now look at me, I'm successful and I'm going to totally, you know, crush your business, uh, as a competitor. And I'm like, Whoa, this, this is what's going on for her now. That experience from the past is still alive and fresh today. Oh, sure. I've got tons of people like that, the broken records, and they don't realize it. And they're just, it's just in there waiting for revenge or waiting for payback or waiting for whatever. What do you do with someone like, and I'm just going to, I'm going to be like straight up here. When you said, what is it that you really, really want? My answer is, I don't know. And when you said like, what would it be like if I didn't have it? I'd be like, well, I don't know because I didn't have it, and I, I'm not, I'm kind of directionalist. I, I, I wouldn't. Well, not really directionalist, but I'm not really sure what my next step will be. And then, like, what's preventing me from from having it is is knowing what it is. 
So let me share with you this. I believe yeah. that everybody knows what they want, but they're not. They're many of them are afraid to access it, and many of them are afraid to state it. Why? Because there's something preventing you from uh, being comfortable seeing yourself in that other light. So you're holding yourself small, and I see that over and over and over again. So you 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 know you might say, well, I can't. You know, I kind of know what I want but the vision is too grand for me to share or that's not realistic or who am I to have all that? Like that's a pipe dream. Well, but what if you're a type A overachiever? Like, like I look at my bucket list and I, I really truly do. Like I'm really trying to pay attention and learn from you. And I have, you know, like I wanted to write a book in my twenties. Okay. I wrote a couple books. So I want to live on a ranch. Okay. Well, I own my ranch now. Well, I want to see the world. I traveled around. I want to have kids. Okay. My kids are nine and 12 now. And there's not really an overwhelming desire to be married in my life at this point. Like I enjoy my life and I'm happy. So does that, mean like I've lost my edge or I'm lazy? Not at all. Do you think you're lazy? I don't think you're lazy. Listen to your talking speech. I go There's nothing from... lazy, but lazy about you. <laughs> but a given, like, you know, like I have, I will be honest. It's like I either work, like my I'm like work my tail off like a dog or I just want to lay out by my pool, my feet in the water and, you know, with my dogs and my kids and just feel the sunshine. Like there's just, sure. there's two speeds to me, but yet I can't do all of them all the time. Yeah. And what we would do is we would explore places where things scare you where things freak you out, where things, um, you know, where you say, I'd rather just not go there. You know, you said to me before, and you said, you know, I'm mostly open. I'm 80% open, but there's a part of me that is not. There's a part of me that's protective. Well, in that protective part of you is where the gold lies, it's where the discovery needs to be made. It's where we would explore what it is that you truly want that you're afraid to share with the world. It's, it's, it's there. You're just keeping it tucked away for now. Hmm. It's safer. It's safer. Yeah. I don't know. I have to think about that. I mean, I really appreciate your point of view, and I really appreciate what what you have to say. Um I don't know. Like, I don't know because I guess, I, you know, that 20% that I tuck away is, is just for me. Yeah, I understand. But it, it and, and there is no reason why it needs to be for anybody else. But the question is, you know, are you truly in touch with that? And um, is it a place that carries pain? And if it does and you're keeping it for yourself, how, um, you know, what's the charge level like? And yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds of questions there. And, uh, you know, I don't know what we're talking about, right? So I'm kind of exploring. And I, as a coach, there's a certain measure of instinct that comes into play that says, hmm, you know, I, I see in front of me this super energetic, capable, highly driven, uh, and I'll use the word again, extraordinary woman. Um, and yet there's a piece of her um, that is cautious, and I wonder what that's about. Yeah, me too. Like the way you put it that way, I'm fascinated to dive in. Like, <laughs> that, well, that old 20%. I'm like, okay, am I truly in touch with, you know, what's the charge? I'm like, I've written all these notes down. Um, because I do think everybody has that no matter how how content you are in life. There's always some little bit in there that, you know, you can chew on. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. And really what, you know, my recommendation for anyone who's interested in their own journey is to really stop for a minute and take stock of where they are. So don't take massive action. Don't just forge ahead. It's stop for a minute and see what your bearings are, see what direction you're pointed in. And, um, you know, we help people do that on our, on our website is an assessment. It's a frame of mind assessment, just to take a snapshot of where you are. And once you're done that assessment, there are some journaling questions right there as well. Um, you would have the opportunity to review the assessment findings with a coach. Yeah, I think that's really important. And for somebody who exited, you know, I exited a very high-powered career and, and and morphed myself into a new thing and, you know, ended a long-term marriage and moved into, you know, grooved into where I am now. And, you know, it was a two-year process, you know, maybe a five-year process total from the divorce um, when I look at all these life changes. But nothing happens in a snap. And you really can benefit, you know, whether you choose Kim Addis as your coach or you choose somebody else out there for these life coaches. I've used life coaches and thought coaches and, and uh, therapists, psychologists. I'll talk to anybody because you can learn from uh, you can learn from everyone. But the one thing that I will take away with Kim, and I know we only got two minutes to break, is that you really need to take your time when you're constructing your life. Yeah, you do. You do. You need you need the time and you need sometimes you need a guide. You need someone to help you through. It's not easy. I've been I was divorced myself. It's one of the hardest periods in your life. It's really tough. And when you have kids, it's tougher because you always want to do the right thing and you're caught up in a real um, slew of emotions. So, you know, yeah, you need the time. You need the time, and you need people like Kim Addis. And I would check, I would encourage everybody to check out her website, frameofmindcoaching.com. The program that we were talking about is journalengine.com. Pretty neat, Kim. Pretty amazing what you've done. I'm sure I can see why you are so effective with the people that you help. I'm thankful for you uh, being out there and guiding us through some of our, our darkness. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was great to meet you. You're a pretty amazing person. It was honestly an, an honor and a pleasure. Excellent, excellent. Well, this is Coach Talk Radio. For those of you who liked this episode, you can go to toginetradio.com to find more episodes like this. You can also go to iTunes. We're over there as well. Or you can check out our website, coachtalkradio.com. This is Sandra Beck. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.